Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. If you're an existing product business, chances are you'll make an average 50% of your yearly sales in that last quarter, with a substantial part of that happening in the run-up to Christmas. But how can you capitalize on that and drive more people to your site, increase your exposure so that people buy more products? Well, today I am joined by Rosie Davies, founder of PR Dispatch, and we are going to be talking about getting press for your business, particularly focusing on that Christmas period and getting into gift guides. Thanks very much for joining me today, Rosie. (laughs) Thank you for having me, Nicole. Pleasure to be here. So I first saw you very pregnant talking on, that's where I think I first came across you, very pregnant talking on stage at one of the trade fairs yes. about your, about, I think it might be Christmas gift guides, getting PR for your business. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Uh, so I've been in PR for the last 12 years. Um, traditionally not a PR person. I'm traditionally, my background is textile design, um, but I fell into PR during an internship um and actually realized it was actually really easy to do and um small businesses could do it if they just knew how uh, so i started a pr agency um and we did pr for businesses for many many years i always had this niggle because i did i started with no experience that with a good product uh brands could do it themselves um so in 2017 i started kind of a i call it a side hustle it's definitely not a side hustle now um called pr dispatch where we kind of fed information into a portal, into a membership, and brands would sign up for a minimal fee and access that information and do their own PR. And during COVID, um, PR Dispatch completely uh, took off and the agency kind of um, slowly wound down. So yeah, now we've got 450 members. We help them to do their own PR. And we have a Christmas gift guide every year that gives them access uh, to all the Christmas gift guide information um, and who they need to contact, email templates and support. Fantastic. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that as we go on. Regardless of the Christmas side of things, let's talk about pitching to journalists Mm -hmm. and what you need to have and that side of things. Can you go over a bit of that for us? Yeah. So I think imagery is key. I I think I talk about imagery far too much, but it's so, so important. If you don't have good imagery, they can't feature you. So a type of imagery for a product-based business would include some really good cutout shots of your uh, kind of key press-worthy products um potentially some lifestyle imagery although not regularly used by the press it's probably what's going to draw them in a few online press might use it but it's normally that cutout imagery and um some good behind I called it behind the brand yeah um so it could be founder shots it could be shots of you designing it could be shots of your team it could be shots of your workspace for those more kind of uh profile angles um, and once you've got that imagery, you are ready to go. You are never, ever too small to do PR. You should be doing PR for the lifetime of your business. It's about kind of uh, thinking about target publications for your audience and what interesting angles you've got. So what about your story would be interesting um, to a particular journalist and getting in touch with them and saying, look, I, I know you do this regular feature. 
I know you focus a lot on mental health. You know, my business does this. So I overcame this to get to this. Um, you know, if you're looking for a person to include, I'd love to be considered. And it's sim- it's literally that simple. And so some people are, I think, afraid of pitching because they feel they have to give war and peace in terms of with the pitch. But that's not what you're suggesting now. No. And I think it can feel, especially like people who've never done PR before, it feels like you're selling and it's so different from selling. Um, it's, you know, it's about sending them something relevant that might be of interest to them. And actually what you're doing is you're helping them to do their job. You know, they need uh, interesting products to feature or interesting people to feature or interesting stories. And what you're doing by creating, um, you know, an email with all the information in that they might need is putting it in their inbox and saying, hey, I'm here. I see you do this. I know this is the type of angle that you like to do or the type of product that you like to feature. We have products of a similar price point and, you know, I think they would look really good on your page. Let me know if you'd like any images. So in terms of deciding who to target, I would imagine it's a bit of research at the beginning, looking at those publications that are the right fit for your for your brand and your business. Yeah. So uh, it's about figuring out which ones are right. I would say don't be too kind of tunnel vision, though. Um, you know, I've worked, I've worked with brands in the past that really young just wanted to be in Vogue and Elle. And actually, you know, when they were featured in Woman and Home, the reaction was amazing. It was amazing. They, the phone was off the hook. It was the type of customer that calls up to place an order, um, which was fantastic. It was so, so good. And I had a member a few years ago that was in Horse and Hound, never would have targeted that yeah. usually, but it worked out really well. So I'd say, obviously, uh, be mindful. Like the stylist, for example, doesn't feature children's products apart from at Christmas. Um, so you would never contact the stylist about your kids' wear brand. Um, but don't kind of just kind of limit yourself to like three publications. You know, you want to try and test different audiences if you can. Switching to a little bit to Christmas then. So if you've got your photographs, you feel confident in terms of how to pitch and approach, and we, we will touch on that a little bit more in a minute. But what are the timelines when people are thinking for Christmas to get their product in Christmas publications? What are the timelines? Yeah, this is going out in June, isn't it? So um, July. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would say um, kind of from well, our, our Christmas gift guide membership opens on the 6th of July. And at that time, we normally have about 10 to 15 gift guides already looking for suggestions. Never guaranteed. But, you know, about that time, there's normally people starting to look. So July is when it starts and that's for your monthly magazines and your monthly magazines will be compiling anywhere between July and September. Your short lead publications, which are your weekly printed publications. So like um, any supplements that you get in the newspapers, which everyone wants to be in, um, maybe like The Stylist, uh, you know, ES magazine, anything that's printed weekly will compile between September and kind of end of October, early November time. And then you've got online and daily printed newspapers and they'll be compiling from October right until kind of the very end of kind of Christmas uh, sales period. So 23rd of um, December. So you've got massive, you've got a massive um, kind of six or seven months when there's going to be so many press looking to include product. Last year, we kind of calculated there were over 29,000 products featured in the Christmas gift guides. So last year, there were over 29,000 products featured. So, so many, so many opportunities um, kind of to get your products into those publications. Are there particular themes that come around every year? You know, they're always like, you know, what what would they be? Um, So we do see a lot of gifts under price points. So gifts under 10, gifts under 20. There's always Secret Santa. There's always Stocking Filler. There's always gifts for her, him, kids. 
Um, but then we do see kind of um, like themes that change, like during kind of 2020, we saw like um, gifts for the person who's now working from home or gifts for the person that's relocated to another country or cross country. Yeah. We are seeing more and more every year gifts from small businesses, like just the, the gift guides generally, I'd say about 60% are, are from small businesses and independent brands throughout all the categories. So gifts for her, gifts for him, because that's what makes it interesting. But we have started to see particular gift guides that are just focused on small business, small businesses, gifts from independence, gifts from small businesses, how to shop small this this Christmas, gifts from ethical, independent, charity, um, gifts that give back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good to see kind of more good kind of them thinking about sustainability and smaller businesses and kind of charitable initiatives um, over kind of your maybe bigger retailers, which and how can people maximize that opportunity of getting into those gift guides? Oh, I would I would say be consistent. Um, it's it's really not hard. It's really not hard to do. If you have access to press contacts, which I really recommend, if you're going to pitch to Christmas gift guides, you need to access a database that has the Christmas gift guide contacts in. So make sure you do that. Don't try and find the contacts yourself because the person that's doing the Christmas gift guide is normally someone completely random. You know, someone in the filing department, it's not, but uh, you know, we've, had, <laughs> we've had marketing assistants, we've had freelancers, you know, it's someone different every year. So please, please, please don't waste your time trying to hunt down Christmas gift guide contacts. And it's not just because that's what we do for the membership. It's because it's a complete waste of time for anyone. Um, so access a database, set aside an hour a week. It only takes an hour. You know, if you've got the contacts, literally just set aside an hour and set aside that hour now. Um, don't get to November and think, oh, I've got to do my prep. I've got to do my Christmas gift guide press and you haven't planned the time for it. So just make sure you plan the time for it and have good imagery. Um, it's a great way to kind of increase your chances of being featured. How about, I mean, there's a lot of talk about chat GPT. You know, how can you make things easier for yourself if you are a product business with the press side and journalist side of things? How can you make it easier? Okay, so this is really interesting. For product press, the email that you send is so simple. It's so simple. It's literally, hi, hope you're well. Just wanted to send in some suggestions for your Christmas gift guide, one line about your brand, and then three suggestions. So using chat P PT, I can never say it, chat PT for chat PT. Should we just um, say AI? Let's yeah, just say AI. AI, AI. <laughs> My dyslexia, I can never get the red letters in the right order. Um, losing AI for um, for that, it's, it's just not worth it because it just needs to be so simple. These are the products. This is the price of them. And obviously AI can't write that for you. But if you're doing profile press, which is more of like um, you know, thinking about an angle, that's when it becomes really useful because, you know, you could say, you know, um, you could ask, it, you know, uh, what kind of features does Prima write about mental health? And if kind of that's the angle for your business, that's a really good way to do your research. Um, so for profile press, I think it could be really, really useful. Your profile press emails are normally slightly longer. I mean, not much longer, two paragraphs maximum. Mm. But you have to kind of think of a hook, think of an angle. And if you want to kind of, you know, put some stats in, you know, last year, last year there were, uh, you know, two million um, plastic bottles found in the sea. You know, our brand uses plastic bottles, turns them into yarn and reweaves them into usable products. So getting those stats, if you don't have them, that's when AI becomes really, really useful because the more kind of you can contextualize the problem that you're solving for profile press, 
the more likely they're going to be uh, going to want to feature you. And I mean, a long time ago, I used to work, I did some work experience in a PR company called Ketchum. It was founded by Lynn Franks, who based, the AbFab was based on. It was a long ah! time and, um, we, and I'm just thinking about press releases. Are they still used? I, I say to our members, do not waste your time writing a press release. I read a stat, I think it was like 2% of press open the press release. Never mind, read it, open it. Um, there are certain times when a press release is useful. It is hardly ever useful for product press, hardly ever, unless it's a collaboration or a charity initiative. So if press release is good for facts and figures. If you're opening a pop-up shop, um, you know, then it's useful. Facts, figures, uh, where is it? What time is it opening? A quote from the founder. There needs to be news for there to be a press release. Um, I would say 90% of the time, you do not need a pro- press release for profile press. You know, you don't need a pro- pro- press release for that e- either. Just Because it's know, an angle or it's a story. It's an angle, or, yeah. yeah. It's an angle rather than you're releasing a piece of news. So I think that, yeah, the misconception is, is that, you know, PR means press release. It absolutely um, does not. It's much simpler than that. And on with gift guides, what are the products that they're always looking for? What ones do well? Uh, I say it and it sounds really simple, but it is your product a gift. That sounds really yeah. basic. <laughs> would very obvious, but yeah. <laughs> would someone give your product to someone else as a gift? And um, I'd say for most brands, yes. Um, I think uh, price sensitivity is really important at the moment, you know, kind of going through cost of living crisis. So um, think about your entry level price point. Um, something that's bright, colorful, um, something with a Christmas twist. Um, so, you know, is it? We've got a brand called Genevieve Sweeney that does kind of uh, knitwear and she's got some great socks that have the red, but they've got kind of a little gold fleck in and they look really good in gift guides. So potentially Christmas twist, but not necessary. The packaging uh, is normally a selling point. So, um, you know, if it's a, a, a craft kit, make sure it's shot with the boxing. It shows it's a gift. Um so yeah, anything that kind of is a is a really good ready to give gift normally does well. I, I should also say something I really recommend for everyone to go and do is go and have a look at last year's gift guides. If you type into Google Christmas gift guide 2022, up will come, you know, the Guardian, the Times, the Telegraph, Stylist, um, every publication you can think of. Go and have a look at the type of products that they're featuring. And actually, I think you'll be so surprised how many categories you actually fit into. You know, when they're doing gifts for the gardener, they're not looking for lawnmowers. They're normally looking for like a fern pillow or a fancy hand wash or a, you know, a poppy seed candle. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very, very lifestyle led. And I think if you can go and have a look at that today, that's a really good thing to spend 10 minutes doing and you'll very quickly realise if you're right for Christmas gift cards or not. And you talked there about databases. Where can people find databases? Uh, as in press databases. Yes. Yeah, so the, for the journalists, I know. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about your um, your membership that you've got coming up and and where else can people find databases as well? So so it, we do it for product based businesses. Our database specializes in product based businesses. Um, if you are a service based business, it's slightly more difficult. There are much bigger companies that kind of do it like Rox Hill um, kind of is a much bigger um kind of platform for service-based businesses but for product-based businesses we do it (laughs) we do all press for product (laughs) and you have got a membership your christmas gift guide membership launching yes yes so it's launching on the i've got to get the dates right here 
on the uh, 6th of July um, and it is launching at 10 a.m. for people on the tour. It normally sells. We have 120 memberships available. It normally sells within 60 minutes. Um, so it's very, uh, very competitive um, and quite stressful day, but always very enjoyable and all done for us by lunchtime, which is great. And then, then there's 120 members that join the Christmas gift guide membership. will have access to all the Christmas gift guide contacts that are compiling between July and December, step-by-step uh, -step learning, uh, email templates you can literally copy and paste, plus our support. We've got a team of PR experts you can get our support um, on uh, group calls or on our community group. Um, and it's 3% of what it would cost with a PR agency. So if you were going to do this with a PR agency, it would cost around £12,000. Right. Um, it's £770 um, plus VAT. So super, super affordable. And what kind of increases have you seen for product businesses receiving press around that time oh i love this question it is so mixed uh so I'll, I'll i'll start with the disclaimer press is never ever about sales um and i think it's really important that people go into doing pr knowing that it is about building awareness uh it's about creating credibility uh trust um it could be about building stockists you know it ties into every other part of your business it's about you using it in your marketing you know if you've got people on your newsletter list and you get your socks featured in the guardian christmas gift guide you send that out to your newsletter it highlights that product and you'll probably get some sales from it at christmas we do see people in gift guides especially online gift guides and gift guides like the guardian we had i think 40 members in the guardian last year it's absolutely insane every page was like pay on this match pay on this match pay on this <laughs> It's amazing. Um, tick, 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 tick. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. It was so many members in The Guardian. So a publication like that, we do see members get sales from it. But it totally depends on the product. It depends on the price point. You know, if you're selling something at four, £15, you're going to get a lot more, lot more sales than if you're selling something at £100. Um, if it is it an easy gift? Is it Does it cross into multiple categories? You know, is it something quite fun that you can buy for mum, dad, sister? Or is it something that's just directed at dad? So um yeah it's totally totally mixed some brands do kind of really well in the Christmas gift guys in terms of sales some it's all about awareness and building brand awareness and getting people into your sales funnel and telling their audience because it's a much higher price point product and you know people want to see some credibility before they purchase it with you um so it is very very mixed but bottom line it's not about sales it is about brand awareness and it what Christmas gift guides do it allows you to put your product or get your product in front of thousands of people, literally thousands of people when they are looking um, to shop. So there's no better type of press. And I think like you touched, you mentioned there, obviously awareness and that being that first kind of customer touch point and people might need, depending, like you said, on the price of your product, they might need a bit more convincing before they buy. Yeah. So what other ways would you say that a product business can capitalize on that press that they receive? You mentioned oh. there about email newsletter. What are the other kind of thoughts on that? Oh my gosh. Logos on the website. The second you land on a website and you see, you know, loved by or featured by Telegraph, Times, Vogue, you straight away are like, oh, well, the press like this, it's cred that credibility. So logos on the website, logos on the products that featured, get it in your product descriptions because it's good for SEO, write a blog post about it because you know, we had, we have, especially at Christmas, we have brands in gift guides and they write blog posts about it. You know, our brand was in red magazine, Christmas gift guide, earrings, and people read it in a hairdressers or 
adopters, they go away, they've forgotten the name of the brand and they Google red magazine, perspex earrings and up comes that brand because they wrote a really well optimized blog post. And even if it wasn't your there, you know, it was another brand's product that they saw. If you've written that blog post, you're going to rank for that. So always write a blog post, newsletter, get it out in the newsletter, talk about it all the time, social media. Um, there are some rules around sharing coverage, like taking a photo and sharing it um which I'm not an expert on that's not my area um but if you're just using logos or saying it it's absolutely fine yeah I think you can use the links but you can't um I don't think you can photograph the article but like you say I'm not yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a legal expert on that yeah, there's exactly. a fantastic there's actually a fantastic uh, blog post about it by um a platform called the content works so if you google nla content content works there's a really good article on what you can and can't do and are there any, in terms of when you're posting on social media, are there any things that you should be tagging your products with? So if journalists are looking for you as well or are looking for that type of product, is there anything that you would suggest when you're posting those products, say on, on Instagram or or TikTok or whatever, that, that you tag it? It's it's a difficult one because I I believe that your your social should be directed to to your consumer, not to the press. When I had the PR agency a few years ago, we did take a photo and like tagged a few journalists, but we were a PR agency. So that was very difficult. Our work was with the press, whereas a brand's work is with the consumer. So I wouldn't go about it that way. But I think there's some there are some really clever things that you can do on social in terms of engaging with them. You know, are you following that editor? Mm. Make sure you're following them. I, mean, I, I look at editors numbers and I'm like, why do more people not follow the press? You know, they've got public profiles. They've got you know, 600 followers. I'm like, everyone should be following them if they've got a public profile. So follow them, engage with them. If you find common ground, that's great. You know, don't be overly kind of yeah, in their no face, face, but just engage with them, get, get them, like, get them to know you. Um, I would never DM them. Uh, you know, some people say, should we DM them pictures? Absolutely not. I wouldn't do that. But I think there's a really nice level of engagement with them. And we have seen it happen. You know, if you engage with the press, they get to know you. And actually they say, yeah, actually I'll look at your pitch and I'll come back to you. And what I meant a little bit more of what I meant was if you're posting products from a hashtag point of view. So are are journalists searching for stuff? Are they just waiting for it to come to them? No, they're waiting for it to come to them. They right. might um, they might uh, put a tweet out, so it's journal request or press request. But I can tell you right now, it will very rarely be Christmas gift guides. Um, yeah. It's normally like. Uh, you know, looking looking for like profile pieces more so. Yeah, looking looking for someone whose dog runs their business. Um, yeah. They're very very out there sometimes. Um, but yeah, I would say most of the time they're working. You have to be in their inbox. There is no other way of getting product press apart from being in their inbox. That is the best way to get kind of onto these pages. Once you have been featured, how can you keep that relationship and well, how can you nurture that relationship and keep that relationship going with the journalist? Um, so if it's Christmas gift guides, just be aware that, as I said, it might be kind of a completely different editor. It might be like the marketing editor or someone else like completely irrelevant to you. So just make sure you know what they do if it is a Christmas gift guide contact. Um, if it's someone else, if it's like someone that has a regular feature and you've been featured, I think the best thing to do is say thank you. <laughs> sounds really, sounds really basic. Um, you could, if, if it's kind of someone that really liked your product, you know, could even send them a little gift, you know, thanks so much. I, I, I know you liked our leather case. I've sent you one. You don't have to, but it's a good way to build a relationship. The thank you email, it normally comes back that they say, oh, send me, send me, send me something. Uh, let me know when you've got something new or keep me posted on new product. And that is such a great way to kind of keep that ball rolling. If you do have a new product at that, that point, you can go back and say, 
oh, we've got, you know, something new, um, you know, attached as a few images. Let me know if you need anything else. Um, and then I, we say go back to them every six to 12 weeks. Now, something to be aware of here is the press never stay doing the same feature or the same magazine very long at mm. all. So you have to have access, again, a database, access to a database that is updating press contacts because you don't want to damage relationships. And if you're getting in touch with people that are irrelevant, like I've, I've had brands in the past that are like, oh, I've got a press list from three years ago. I've got an Excel press list. And I'm like, please don't use that. Let's not ever look at that. Um, make sure you've got access to a database that is updating press contacts because you don't want to damage relationships, which you could do if you're pitching the wrong thing to the wrong people. And and keep a keep I suppose keep a track of who you know what you've who you've contacted, yeah. what's come from it, so you can chase it up like you say in six twelve weeks. Trying to remember all of this without having it somewhere on your own kind of Excel spreadsheet, I would imagine is a bit of a nightmare. It's like if you're trying to who have I contacted for wholesale or who am I what buyer or retailer have I spoken to, you know you'll you'll forget or when you need to should chase them up and everything like that. So from a from a getting your your toolkit ready, getting your photography done, creating a simple pitch email, both a profile pitch and a business pitch into a product pitch. Yeah. And then and finding that database and reaching out and just basically doing it. Yes. Getting going. 60 minutes a week. That's all it takes. If you've got access to a press database, 60 minutes a week. And if you are listening to this and it's six weeks out from Christmas rather than six months, what would you say to those people? Just get going with regular PR. Just get going. I'd say because our we have PR membership as well, members that do PR every month, every, like all year round with us. And those members will always do better in Christmas gift guides than members that just join us for Christmas gift guide. Because what those PR members are doing is they are building brand awareness constantly and consistently. So you know, when they get in touch with the person doing the Christmas gift guide, they've already had two features in the Telegraph. They've already had a profile piece last week. They've already just been on a podcast. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're six weeks out, just start pitching. You know, you might pick up a little bit of online Christmas press just by starting reaching out. Um, it won't be the, the specific Christmas gift guide contacts, but there's loads of content on the lead up to Christmas just start you like don't put it to the bottom of your to-do list don't put it off because the sooner you start the more kind of or the quicker you're going to build brand awareness thank you very much rosie for all those top tips where can people find you and pr dispatch hey so you can find pr dispatch on instagram at pr dispatch um you can find our website is prdispatch.com we've got a free workshop at 10 a.m on the 29th of june showing you examples of christmas pitch emails products that do really well in the Christmas press and how to reach out to them. So if you want to come to along that, to that, it's completely free. Um, and our membership, as I said, opens on the 6th of July at 10 a.m. to those people on the tour. So you can put yourself on the tour via our website. And for those listening, I have attended one of those workshops for uh, one of some of your free workshops for to see what they're about, to recommend, to be able to then recommend you to, to clients. And they are full of value. So I definitely recommend those people that are that are listening to get onto those workshops and then see how they want to progress. Thank you so much for joining me today, Rosie. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me. And if you've enjoyed this week's episode, I'll be back again next week with another great guest and would love for you to leave a review so that more people can start and scale their product businesses.